Alright folks, welcome back to another episode of Intramurals. I'm Matt Mumbaka. I am Patrick DeMar. And we're going to get ready to break down everything in the sports world for you. We missed last week and we apologize about that. We actually recorded an episode. It just didn't come out, so that's a, that's a hidden gem. Yeah, you know, we're, we're two very busy college students. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. You gotta do what you gotta do. It happens. We're gonna recap the Big Ten tournament, which was this past weekend, and all of the other conference tournaments are actually coming up this, you know, upcoming weekend. And we have Selection Sunday this upcoming weekend, which is exciting. Yep, we'll be uh, doing our uh, bracketology episode, uh, not next week, but the week after when we get back from spring break. Oh, true. I forgot about I forgot about spring break. And we're going to also give a, you guys a MLB preview the weekend after that. So that's that's, that's some Something exciting stuff. Yeah, of course, you know, down the line. And we had the NFL scouting combine and some NFL free agency all coming in, packed in, in this one episode. This is going to be pod three of intramurals. Are you ready, Pat? I'm ready. Let's go. I don't like it. I love it, love it, love it. Uh oh. So good it hurts. I don't want it. All right, we're going to start off with some of the best things that we saw from the NFL scouting scouting combine, which was this week. And there was some great stuff. You learned a lot of things, but I think the highlight of the combine is definitely uh, – how do you say his name? Shaquem Griffin. Shaquem Griffin. Uh, the one-handed linebacker out of UCF, the uh, self-proclaimed national – He's Shaq. Of college football. Just call him Shaq. Um, yeah, Shaquem Griffin – uh, Griffith, Griffith, Shaquem. It's it's Griffin. Yep, Shaquem, yep, Shaq Griffin. Shaq Griffin. <laughs> um, I believe so. The story was from him going into college. I remember hearing about this. He actually has a, I think, a twin brother. He does. Yep. That also a, played for UCF. Also played for UCF. And uh, they went to a bunch of different camps together. I think they actually went to one camp at USF. And USF offered the twin brother, but not Shaquem. And the twin brother told them, "I'm on, like we're a package deal. If if you're skipping out on him, I'm not coming to your school." So UCF heard about this. They took a chance. They took a flyer on them, and then it ended up really paying off. Obviously, because you know they're they're national champions now. Uh, but in the combine the other day, he was. Oh my gosh, he was he was the standout for sure. He Incredible. Was the, he was the star of the show. For a linebacker, right? And he was he's he <laughs> the, the fastest time as a linebacker since 2003, I think. Yeah, the guy only has one hand. And but that doesn't change anything in terms of speed. He ran a 43840. Yeah. A sub 44. So that's I mean, he definitely has the athleticism. I think he was the he was definitely the fastest linebacker. He put up 20 reps on on the bench press, 225, 20 times. I yeah, mean, he, he has a he has a metal clamp. Yeah, that, that uh, grabs onto the bar. I, I don't know if that, I, I don't know how that affects whether he's able to do more or not. I, I wouldn't think so. It's not like he has a bionic arm. Yeah, no, but the guy is an absolute beast, and he made plays for UCF the entire year. So many. He uh, had a fumble recovery, I think, in the game against Auburn, in the bowl game. Yeah, I mean, watching him even catch a football is, like, it's it's fun to a, do. I think it was a strip sack, actually. Yeah. Yeah, so his his brother actually plays for the Seahawks. Really? Yeah, Shaquille Griffin. Okay, so he was a year older than him. Probably. I think so. I think that's what that, that's what's going down. But he actually murdered the combine. He wasn't even invited. He was not an original invitee to really? the combine. Yeah, he was a late invite. Okay. Um, 
he t- took advantage of that opportunity, did an amazing job. I mean, he was a, definitely a, a standout at the combine, but Pat, let's break down another standout and probably, possibly, the number one overall pick. You know who I'm talking about? I think I know exactly where you're going with this. Saquon Barkley, right? Yes. All right, yeah. The he, guy is made in a lab. He's a beast. He's a beast. 5'11, 220 something pounds. Four, what was it? A four, four, four forty something like that. He pretty much ran a four four. Yeah. It's oh my gosh, Saquon is like, to me, ev- like I hear some people giving him Adrian Peterson comps. Some people give him Ladainian Tomlinson comps. I don't think, whatever comp you give him, I don't think it's really justified. I think he's so unique. He has the explosiveness and the playmaking ability of. Um, oh man, it's he's honestly almost uncomparable. He's something yeah, that I, he, I've never got, seen before. He's got Marshawn Lynch strength, Marshawn Lynch strength almost, mm-hmm. almost on that same level. He's got the Peterson escapability, and he also has unbelievable speed too. He kind of it's almost like if Lede, if uh, Darren Sproles wasn't like five seven. Yeah, check. Darren Sproles actually had a bunch of muscle on him. All right, so check this out. Saquon Barkley put up 29 reps on the bench press. Right. Okay? That's more than Joe Thomas, who did 28. What? Okay? No way. Yeah. Joe and Thomas? Joe Thomas, the great lineman for the Cleveland Browns, right? Okay. Okay. 10-yard wow. split, did it better than Deshaun Jackson, one of the fastest guys to ever play in the okay. NFL. So he's got the strength, A+, plus, speed, A+. Plus. 40-yard dash. Beat Devin Hester. I don't think I've ever seen a guy run faster on a football field. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right, so strength, agility, and speed. Check, check, check. Jumping, vertical jump, right? He put up 41. Julio Jones put up only 38 and a half. Explosiveness, check. Yeah. He checks all the boxes. He's a, he's a, he can do everything, yep. too. He's, he's The definition of a three, third, third, three down back mm-hmm. yep. can, do, can literally do it all. Yeah, he can, he can even factor in on special teams, too. I don't. He's like, he's a more polished Reggie Bush almost. Yeah, yeah, because he could actually do it that's, all. That's who he reminds me of. It's Reggie Bush. <laughs> Reggie Bush was so it's much fun. Reg, it's what Reggie Bush should have. Like could have been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's who Zaquan Barkley is. I think Bush was a little bit bigger. I want to say Bush was six feet, maybe six one. Okay. Maybe, but that's now that I think about it, that's who Saquon. Yeah, is. he's the definition of a like creative he's player. Lightning in a bottle. Yeah, he's everything that you want out of an NFL prospect. And I think after the combine, it leads to draw this question, is Saquon Barkley, I think he is worth it, but are the Browns actually going to do it and take him number one overall come the NFL draft in April? So, first of all, the Browns have terrible management, and they're the king of making awful decisions. Uh, recently, there was a report that came out in the news saying that they were listening on offers for the number one pick, which I think if you have the number one pick, you have to listen to those offers. I think if you're not, then you're then you're not you're not smart. Especially because they have the four. And the kind of haul you can get for it too is so high. So theoretically, they could trade for uh, they could trade for a good quarterback. I I, w- I don't know who comes off the top of my head. I can't really think of any quarterbacks that are on the trading market right now. Got no clue. But. You know, it's, it's a possibility. Um, they could also potentially dump that pick and get a couple other good picks in the first round, something like that. Yeah. Um, but I think if I... If they're, I could, they're known for just collecting picks. Right. They just love collecting picks. Right. They, they just don't get as good of a return on it as, say, Bill Belichick does. Because they, they don't draft well. Yeah, right. they're, they're crappy. But <laughs> if, I, if I have the number one overall pick in the draft... 
I understand that Deshaun Kaiser isn't the best quarterback in the world. I'd still take Saquon Barkley. I think that he's the kind of guy that you want to build around. And then, uh, Well, you pair him up with Josh Gordon, and you have Kaiser coming back for year two. Okay. So I think I mean, that actually changes the offense. Yeah, but Kaiser is still not he's, – he's still not going to – Factor into he's not Kaiser's gonna, not as bad as I think people people believe. I don't. I just I can't see them getting more than like four wins next year. But I think if Saquon is there, it gives them a shot. Okay, but they and they also have that fourth overall pick. So if I am the Browns, I am taking Saquon with the first overall pick because that I I think like you could still get the quarterback that you want right. at four. Right. Giants are two. Right. So mm-hmm. they'll pick either Darnold or Rosen. Yeah, so now here's the interesting thing. If Saquon does go one, right? right? Who, does, who do the Giants take? The Giants have their pick at any quarterback that they want, right? They, they have the clean slate, but at the same time, somebody said, so does all of the other 31 teams in the league. It's not just the Giants. The Giants could trade that pick to any team that wants, that has, that wants a quarterback. Think, you don't think they would draft a quarterback? I think that uh, they're definitely listening. And if somebody wants Josh Allen bad enough, or if somebody wants Darnold bad enough, they they trade up, and the Giants will yeah. gladly accept that trade. I think the Giants would take Rosen. You think the Giants take Rosen, yeah. even if Saquon is the first overall pick? Yes. I think I'm. I don't agree with you there. I think okay. Um, because see I, now, I, I could see them taking Rosen second if like let's say Darnold goes number one to the Browns. Okay. Because. It almost it almost forces an issue. Here's our, you know here's what I mean. Here's a sleeper pick too. Here's a sleeper pick. So you you've said as the residential Giants fan, you've said their biggest problem is their own line, right? It is. What about uh, Quentin Nelson, the offensive Who guard from Notre Dame? Is one of, is probably the most Pro- NFL and, ready. People are saying that he's the best offensive line prospect, or at least the best. He's the he's most definitely the best. Yeah. Draft, yeah. Besides Barkley. Yeah. Exactly. I could see. I. He's a day one starter. Yes, 100%. He's a mauler. He can can mow people down. I can maybe see them going with him. With the second overall pick? It's a sexy pick. I think they try and trade back to get him, like to to snag him probably. You think maybe they trade back with the Browns or something? With the Browns or... Maybe the five pick? Yeah. So that, who has the five pick? The five is the Broncos. Broncos. So that's an idea. Maybe the Broncos trade up, Mm -hmm. draft Sam Darnold. The Bills are trying to trade up. I'm not exactly sure where they sit right now. Bills are middle of the pack. They were a playoff team last year, so they're like low 20s. Yeah, but they are trying, and they'll probably trade, you know, future first rounders to get up there. Right. And so I, I know that the Bills are looking for a quarterback, right? So the Browns are as well. I think the Buccaneers want to get a better pick. I'm not saying that they want a, a different quarterback because they have Jameis, but people have been saying Jameis's time has been running out down in Tampa as I, well. I think you need to give Jameis more time down there. That's it's that's besides. Yeah. That. All right, moving on with the combine. I could see. So all right, we'll we'll break down. Give me, so. If Barkley goes number one overall, that changes the whole draft. That cha- I mean, everything changes because what when you look at it, it's like all right, quarterbacks go first, right? You know what I mean? Got to get the quarterbacks off the board. It cha- it completely changes the entire draft I if Barkley does is that go. Bradley first. Chubb is going to the Colts, though, right? That is the consensus. Pat, I ask you, do you think Chubb is a top five pick? Like, is that a lock? Chubb top five pick. If, so this is going to sound crazy, but I think with Right now, you don't know what's going on with Andrew Luck. 
mm-hmm. right? I think if if I'm smart and I'm the Colts and Rosen or Darnold is still up there at three, I would take one of them. Which I know kind of sounds crazy, but it does sound a little crazy. That's what I would want to do because I I mean. I love Andrew Luck. He's a great player, but I also think he's really overrated. And I think that with this injury history that you don't know what exactly... It's been over a year now since he's been hurt, and you don't know what's going to happen with it. I think if McDaniels had stuck with the Colts and hadn't gone back to uh, New England, thank you, um, I I could totally see him taking one of the quarterbacks at that three spot if they're available. But I I think Chubb is... He's going to be a different difference maker as well. Yeah, I've... From what I've heard post-combine, Bradley Chubb absolutely killed it. I think he's definitely going to be a top-five pick. He's worth it. He's a great defensive end. And there's, I mean, that NC State, like that entire defensive line, they're all going to get really, drafted. Really they're all going to get drafted. So that's uh, that's pretty impressive to it's have. All, it's not. <laughs> all those Clemson defensive linemen next year, they're going to be all rolling out in the top, like, 20 picks, though. Yeah. All right, now let's, let's focus in purely on the quarterbacks in this draft. Because there's a couple. Well, remember that Bill Pullian said Lamar Jackson should get moved to wide receiver. And I think that he answered those questions at the combine. I mean, he's still a. He's, he's like, a, what do you call it? A progress? You know, the, he's a, a developmental pro- quarterback. He's a project. He's a project. project. Okay. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't do the uh, skill <laughs> position drills, though, at the combine this, this, this weekend. No, I don't even think he ran a 40. I'm, I'm like, I, did I, didn't s- run a 40? I, I didn't see it. I'm not even sure. I don't think he sure. did either now that I he, think about it. He did throw, though. And he I, threw, and it that was helped. kind of inconsistent. It was yeah. Easy. Yeah, well, I'm, listen, I gotta, I gotta talk about Josh Allen because that guy can sling a ball. He can. He can. Like he's got eighty yards down a field on a fly the with con- just dimes. The concern I concern mean, with him though is the arm talent is there, and I think the guys drool over it. I think that he, I, all right, is Josh Allen a top five pick? Yes or no? No. 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 Unequivocally, no. I, I'm. T- I think he's a borderline top ten. People, but I think people are gonna just drool over that because he had the arm strength is no, literally the arm strength is great. The ar- I just think it's the accuracy that you worry about. Yeah, of course. so he was playing in a, in the Mountain West Conference, right? Yeah, with and, Wyoming. Right, Wyoming, and he only completed fifty six point three percent of his passes. Mm-hmm. Which, if he's supposed to be that guy, you should complete more passes theoretically. Yeah, and he's. He's got phenomenal arm strength. He's a great playmaker. He's got good mobility. I think he's going to make an impact, but I I wouldn't take him in the top five. I think I would probably take him in the top ten, maybe eight or nine, but I don't think he's a top five pick. You don't you think have, Josh so, Allen is a top five pick? So you're so if you're saying he's a top five pick, right, mm-hmm. there's Barkley, right, in the top okay. five. Yep. Rosen in the top five. I don't know if Rosen's a top five draft pick. I think Rosen's more of a top five draft pick than Sam Darnold is. I think they both are, but I think Rosen would go higher. The Sam Darnold hype drives me crazy. I think that he's a lower-level quarterback in this draft. I would take Baker over him. Really? I would take Rosen over him. Okay. And I would. it's a toss-up for me between uh, Lamar and Sam. Whoa. But depending on the whoa, team. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. What? It is a toss-up between Sam Darnold and Lamar Jackson for me. Yes. It's like 50-50 toss-up. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it depends on like who I am and like uh, you know what offense I have built. Like what t- when I say who I am, I mean what team I am. Uh, if I'm unbelievable, unbelievable, you're kidding. Right yeah, now, right? no, absolutely not. If I am the 
San Diego Chargers. Okay. Or actually the LA Chargers. Right. Right. I would probably go with the hometown kid. Darnold. Darnold. One hundred percent. Yes. But if I am the Miami Dolphins and I'm trying to do something different, I take give me give me Lamar Jackson. Well, Give me it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Sure, Matt. Whatever you say. That's not. That's not gonna happen. Lamar Jackson won't even be drafted in the first round. I totally disagree with I you. Think I think he's, he's a late drafted. first I think rounder. He's be mid to late second round. Mid to late second round for Lamar Jackson. I, th- I think Mason Rudolph gets drafted ahead of him. Is Sam Darnold the top ten pick? Yes. Is, I don't. I don't. Is like Josh him. Rosen a top ten pick? I don't think that. I personally don't think that Darnold will pan out, but he's going to be a top ten pick, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's kind of be a top five pick, one hundred percent. It's kind of crazy that you he's see you talent. see him going to the Browns a lot at number one. Like that's kind of what I've been seeing in mocks. That Darnold goes number one. Darnold number one to the Browns. I, I don't think Darnold maybe goes. So okay, it's if Darnold goes I to the Browns, see, his career's over. I just saying, going to the Browns at four, not at one. So I could see that I, happening too. Yeah. How I see it playing out, the top five picks would be um, Saquon one, right? Uh, number two would be Rosen to the Giants, which I know you're not exactly a huge fan of, but that's what I would do. I I don't dislike it. I really do like Rosen. Rosen, I, people keep saying this like word for he's the best pure passer out of the group. And watching, I remember watching Rosen in the Elite Eleven when he was in high school, the couple years back, and. Where he would be perfect would be San Francisco. Why? In, in that offense? Jimmy's there. How? Jimmy G is there. I, I know Jimmy G. And he just signed Jimmy, a five-year deal. If Jimmy G wasn't there. We're thinking just in a theoretical, hypothetical. See, universe. I think that if Rosen... He would work perfect, perfect in, uh, in San Francisco. But if, if Rosen were to go to the Giants and he sat behind Eli Manning, I really don't think that's a bad situation for either the Giants or Josh Rosen. I think that that... That would be a pretty solid pick. I really wouldn't be mad with it as a Giant fan. I like Rosen a lot. Um, but I, I think three is Chubb. So Barkley one, Rosen two, Chubb three. Four would be Darnold to the Browns. And then five would be uh, Josh Allen to the Broncos. You think Allen to the Broncos is happening? I think so. I think. What if Baker Mayfield is the guy? Like, you know what I mean? I think that that's I want, I uh, the craziest that. thing is that Baker could be the guy that goes five to the to the Broncos. I would love that. I'm all for that. Or six, I'm, or six to the Jets. I'm. That would be really interesting. I think I Baker to the Jets would be so much fun. I think that the Jets. I. You also have to take into account the. Excuse me. You also have to take into account though guys like Minka Fitzpatrick. Like Minka, who's gonna Denver, be? Yep. Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. that would be a cheat code. Mm-hmm. Learning from all the guys on that defense, that would only make their defense better. Now they do need a quarterback, very badly. Um, yeah, they don't have a guy that could throw the football. But I think that's something that you have to think about. I think the Jets, if they went after him, it would be like the second coming of Darrell Revis in New York City. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you think that Minka could go to the Jets? I could see him going to the Jets. That would be cool. Six. The Jets love to draft some defensive players, so that would be that would be Hell, pretty cool. I could, I could even see the Giants going with Minka at number two. I think it's wide open. Heck no. The Giants wouldn't take Minka at number two. I think it's wide open. All right, we're going to move on to the NFL free agency. It is franchise tag season, the short window of franchise tagging players, and we had a couple big names tagged. The Dolphins. Jarvis Landry, that wide receiver, got tagged, but they're looking to trade they him. They are looking to trade him. I saw that. Do you think the Dolphins try and like package uh, Jarvis Landry into trading up in the draft, maybe? Possibly. I, I don't know where they would necessarily go with that. Um, 
they do have uh, Tannehill, right? And he's he's a okay, but he's not a world beater by any means. But I think if you take Landry away and then you trade him to try and draft a quarterback, it doesn't. The o- so the only kind of the only reason why you'd be trading Landry away is to get like a top ten caliber pick. Yeah. And if you're doing that, you're not going to be draft. You're not going to be trading up to get into the top ten to take uh, to take an offensive lineman. <laughs> you're doing it. You're doing it to take a quarterback. Make a splash, yeah, right. definitely. And I could maybe see them going with like an Allen or something like that, but I don't see them as somebody who. I, I don't. I can't see any of the top five giving up a pick to the Dolphins for Landry. Um, maybe the Browns, if they draft Saquon, they could trade the number four pick. Yeah. But but I I just I don't. I don't know. I could see them trying to make a move. I don't know if it will actually. That would be pretty happen. interesting if the Browns somehow got Jarvis Landry. If they had... Because then I, they have they Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon, Jarvis Landry, and Saquon. And, you know, you you have Deshaun Kaiser, but at that point you're surrounding him with a bunch of assets. Heck, maybe they re-sign Josh McCown, who uh, has... Definitely started for the for the Browns before. Is he a free agent? He is the oh, Jets. He's a Jets free that. agent quarterback. That's I looked at the best Jets quarterback on the free agent market, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe. I <laughs> I don't think he's that bad. Josh McCown could definitely play football. He's really old. Yeah, but he's 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 also class. he's also really good. He's um, good. But I looked at the Jets roster of quarterbacks today, and it was so hilarious because it's Christian Hackenberg, Bryce Petty, and Joel Stave. From the Wisconsin Badgers, so it's it's pretty hilarious. So who else got fran- uh, Le'Veon Bell? Are reportedly going to franchise tags to you? Uh, is reportedly going to be franchise tagged by the. I team. think that if he gets franchise tagged, he's actually not going to play. I really believe that. I think that he'll maybe sit out like a couple of games or something. Like all of the preseason and then just come back at the regular season. He'll just do something. To, bite the bullet. Right. He'll do something maybe to force a trade or force them to. Freak out, He'll but, try and force their hand, definitely. Right, but I, I don't think... I can't see him following through with any of it. He's going to make a boatload of money being franchise tagged twice, which is pretty it's cool. The double tag is huge. The double tag is a pretty solid deal. And there was a pair of defensive ends that got tagged. The Lions tagged Ezekiel Ansa, and the Cowboys tagged Demarcus Lawrence. He was the NFL sack leader last year. Couldn't reach a long-term deal. So these guys... For DNs getting tagged this year, they make just north of $17 million, which is a pretty solid number. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind making $17 million, but I guess it's kind of cheap for premium premium edge rushers in Ezekiel Ansah and Demarcus Lawrence. I, yeah, I could, I mean, I could see it. You know, they, Lions, that's a smart move for them. Uh, the Cowboys as well. I don't think there's anybody else that's notable that they had the opportunity to franchise tag. Not off the top of my head, at least. Yeah. I think uh, definitely the most intriguing thing is the QB carousel because you're going to see different guys, I mean, yeah, different quarterbacks all across the league next year. You know, who knows where Casey Keenum ends up? Who knows where Teddy Bridgewater ends up? And Sam Bradford, for that case, right? Right, and apparently Kirk Cousins is saying that uh, his top two teams are the Vikings or the Jets, which if... If he goes to the Jets, real talk, just noise. Is Kirk Cousins gonna be a New York Jets, New York Jet next year? I don't think so. I think it would be smarter for him to go to Minnesota. That would be kind of cool. If I he think would. he's trying to get out of Washington because 
he feels disrespected. He's, well, he I, is I, he is out of Washington. He's free. Right. He's a free I, agent. I don't see him leaving that as poorly as that went over to go to a team like the Jets. He wants to contend. Okay. The Vikings were one game away from the Super Bowl last yeah. year. And I, I bet you that they felt as if if they had gone to the Super Bowl, they would have had a really good chance of winning. Um, I would say... I'd say he'd be pretty stupid not to go to the Vikings. If the Vikings aren't bringing back any of their three quarterbacks, I think that's where Cousins is. Kirk Cousins is going to make a boatload of money. Yeah, but Just, that opens the door. Keenum could go to the Jets. Keenum could go to the Jets. I know Tyrod Ty Ty Taylor is going to be somewhere else. He's yeah, not going to be a Bill. For sure. So that's it's going to be interesting. The Bills are looking for somebody too then. I, I would see Keenum. That's why I think the Bills are trying to trade up. I think the Bills are really trying to trade up and get – and get a quarterback in this draft. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I would, I, I'm just going to throw in a little something for the Giants. I would love the Giants to trade back that number two pick and somehow snag Lamar Jackson in, like, the second round. That's such a, a – no, that's such a bad – why would you when, – when you have a guy who's – you would rather have Lamar Jackson than Josh Rosen. No, didn't say that. Then if – Rosen, if you have the opportunity to pick Rosen at two, I'll be I'll be a happy man. I'll be a happy man. Don't worry. I'm so a- essentially, for you, it's Josh Rosen or bust. It's kind of Saquon or bust, to be completely honest with you. I want Saquon. So you'd rather have Saquon? Okay. So so best case scenario, the Giants get Saquon. Yes, that's the best case for me. And then who's who'd be your number two? And then so my number two option would be to trade down. I would like to trade down. And like, maybe get the Quentin Nelson guy. Just, okay. Okay. Yeah. Trade. I mean, I'm I'm not talking like a huge jump. Trade back like four, three three selections. Three or four slots. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. So so you don't want to draft a quarterback. That's not that's not like a top two need of your. That's not the biggest need. I I still fully believe in Eli Manning. I really love that guy. How long do you think he has left though? Two. Two years. I'll put it at two. So you're happy waiting until next year or the year after to draft somebody? Yeah. There. This this QB class is interesting. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I think they're definitely a little overhyped as well. Because Darnold is kind of like the headliner. Right. And I don't even think Darnold is anywhere close to being, like, good. I, I good. would say that Darnold is the headliner only because he's quiet. I think that because Rosen is so outspoken and polarizing that that's why he's not the headliner, that some people are trying to say that they're scared of him, but I don't think that they should be. Yeah, I know what you mean. All right, we're going to move into some basketball now. We have the Houston Rockets rolling on a 15-game win streak, and that is highlighted by James Harden's nasty and totally disrespectful step back just on West. Dirty. Just Ugh, yeah, unbelievable. I mean, he made Wesley Johnson just fall, this and he, yeah, he added insult to injury by just he stared him down, and then knocked down the three pointer. I, I could, I just don't have that kind of talent with the basketball. I can't. I, you know, I, I was the last guy cut off my middle school basketball team, so uh, Michael so close. And I have something in common. So close. Uh, but that's about it that we have. It's all good. It's all good. Hey, you know, I I gotta say. Kemba had the better step back, but at the same time... You're referring to Kemba's step back in the Big Ten tournament. Cardiac Kemba! <laughs> yeah, I, when he hit the shot to win the Big East tournament uh, against Pitt, 
game winner. It was it was a dirtier step back, but it wasn't more disrespectful. Right. He didn't add in. The, he didn't have time to add in the stare down. Exactly. Exactly. But he made he made that uh, McGee kid fall oh, and just trip over his ankles, and. He, and, and they then, won the tournament that year. And the then, whole thing. Yeah, yeah. They won, I think, 11 games in a row. Something like that. It was crazy. Some absurd number. And, and now he's in Charlotte playing for a basketball team that's never going to do anything. Yeah, he killed it. Going back to James Harden, though, that was absolutely disrespectful. Would you say it's the most disrespectful play in NBA, in the NBA? Definitely in, this in season. NBA. In this season? Actually, um, no. There's no way. It's, it's Not in history, but in this season, I think it's possible. I can't think of... Um, I would say that for this season, yes. I don't. I don't think that there's. I mean, LeBron has probably had some dunks, but there isn't. Giannis has probably made some great plays, but there isn't anything else that comes to mind that jumps out where I'm just like, yeah, whoa, I can't believe. You know? No, no, no. That's probably the most disrespe- disrespectful play of this season. Now, if True. Kyrie were to somehow cross up LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals and break his ankles and hit a game-winning buzzer or feeder or something, it'd be would, awesome. That, that would be the topper. Uh, speaking, you said they were playing the Clippers, though, right? Yeah, I, did it against Wesley Johnson. I've got an interesting stat for you. Very interesting stat. So, obviously the Clippers are in the Western Conference, but they're current, so they're currently out of the playoff picture in the West. If they were in the Eastern Conference, they'd only be two games behind the Cavs in the four seed. That's crazy. Only two games behind the Cavs. So they would be the fifth seed in the East. Uh, no, I think there's like three teams tied for uh, the three or four seed. Yeah. Um, but it's they, es- essentially... They would pretty much be the the fifth seed in the East, something like that. I mean, they sit be, at the nine in be, the West right now. They would So they would be the sixth seed, I believe. They'd be tied for the sixth seed with the Sixers. Uh, they'd be a half game ahead of the Bucks. But the point is, Cleveland Cleveland hasn't won a game since the All-Star break. Yeah, they got all they got all those new guys, and everybody was saying, "Oh, they're automatically favorites now." I don't think that that's uh, necessarily changed, but I think that people need to realize uh, who was it? It was um, Colin Cowherd saying that essentially what LeBron got was spare tires, and they work well for a little bit, but it doesn't change the fact that you've still got a car that's falling apart. Yeah, they have not beaten a team with a winning record. Uh, post All Star break, they can't beat anybody that's good. They can't beat. Essentially, yeah. Yes. Which is kind of crazy. I, th- I, I re- I'm, I'm still, I still ride this Cleveland Cavalier train. Uh, they have okay, the so King so, at the helm. So they beat the Nets uh, last week. Yeah, they beat the Nets. They beat the and Nets. So the, I was, I wasn't entirely right. I still. think they beat the Grizzlies uh, as well. No, that was. Uh, that was pre All Star break. I think that might. Are you be sure? Pre All Star break. I uh, think so. Maybe. I might be wrong on that. Yeah, but I think I think that was post All Star break. I'm, I put my faith in the king. He still he he still is the king. They sit at the three seed in the East. They're only a half game ahead of their uh in their division though. The Pacers are right there neck and neck. The Bucks are two and a half games back. Yeah, it's. I, I think, I really think that obviously LeBron is going to make whatever seven game series. Uh, they end up in very winnable. I don't think, I don't think that they have a shot at winning the title. Yeah. I think that they could get to the finals, but I think, I think that I would rather have. I could see the Celtics making a series more competitive with the Rockets and the Warriors than the Cavaliers would. Yeah. Now, Pat, LeBron put up the most triple doubles in a month in his entire career 
in the month of February. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anybody had a better month of basketball than Anthony Davis. Than Anthony, I hate the guy, Anthony freaking Davis. Why do you hate him? I because he's so overrated. But at the same time, he's not overrated. He's no longer overrated. Look at the not, look at the numbers. He never has been overrated. He's the best big in the league. No, when yes, Bo- he is. When Bo- when Boogie's playing. I'd rather have Anthony Davis. Well, look at, all right, so his numbers in the month of February, 33 points a game, 13 rebounds, and 2.2 blocks. That's unbelievable. He had five 40-point, 10-rebound games. That's unbelievable. He put, I mean, just video game-like numbers. Big? How is he not the best big in the league to you? I don't know. I just don't like him. You just don't like him. I just think he's overrated. Just got a personal vendetta against him. Is it because you're a Knicks fan and you love Kristaps? Uh, uh, yes, of course. All right, of all course. right, I get it. I, I just... He's so good. He's so talented. The brow is ugly. He's ugly. He so so the Pelicans. They're hot right now. They've won six in a row. I wait six or eight. They might have won eight in a row. I think it's eight. They're on an eight-game winning streak. Are they really? The looks of it. They are. They're on an eight-game win streak right now. That's a pr- not as big as the Rockets with the fifteen-game win streak. Yeah, but there's they've a- got the second biggest win streak in uh, in the NBA. Lakers have a five-game win streak. Yep, yep. They're hot. What if the Lakers ended up sneaking into the playoffs? So they currently are the 11th seed in the West. So they got to jump a couple teams, but they, I mean, they could do it. They're pretty much seven games back, though. Can you imagine if somehow they found a way? They just won out. They, like, yeah. they just won out. They found a way into the playoffs and then ended up beating everybody, go through the one seed, go through whoever, like, to win the NBA Finals. LeVar Le- Ball. We would lose it. Le- it would be. We would We would not, I think, have a single second for the rest of time where we wouldn't be hearing from LeVar Ball. Yeah. No, I don't think we'd ever be able to talk because he would just he would just continue. It would just, like, be a continuous LeVar Ball rant. Unbelievable. For the rest of eternity. Unbelievable. That... That is kind of like that. That scares me. You know what I mean? That really scares me. Just a bit. Could you imagine if your life, if you just had to hear Lavar Ball just ranting the rest of your life? That sounds pretty awful. I, I would. That sounds pretty awful. I would to me. rather die. I'd, r- I'd rather not. <laughs> I would rather. Die. Yeah. Uh, quick, quick little. We can do one more mention before we get into our uh, next segment. Uh, yeah. College basketball. Uh, we had big, big ten tournament. Huge. Yeah. Let's talk about that big ten tournament. Uh, Radford got into the uh, got into the tournament on a buzzer beater. This was pretty cool. Conference tournament. But yeah, big ten tournament. Uh, thoughts? thoughts? Yeah. So. I, I like Michigan. I had I I picked them to win the tournament. Okay. Which is good. It wasn't um, a surprising. It didn't surprise me. It wasn't. It was kind of funny that they were underdogs against Purdue. Purdue, but um. Well, Purdue's Purdue's I think is the better overall team. Michigan's the hot team, but Purdue is the I better think, team talent wise. I think Purdue's overrated. To be completely honest with you. Okay. I, I could see I could see your argument. Yeah. I, I it's not a bad argument. I just think that they're. I think. I could see them making it to the Sweet 16 at least. So the thing about the Big Ten tournament is that it was held at MSG, Madison Square Garden, pretty much. So Selection Sunday is this Sunday. Everybody else's conference tournaments is happening this week. They did an entire week before because the Big East still plays at MSG right? and does their tournament. That's a, That doesn't make sense to me, though. Why would they be playing in Madison Square Garden? Why wouldn't they be playing... Somewhere else, somewhere yeah. more uh, location centric to the Big Ten. Yeah, they used to do it in Chicago, I believe, but they moved it to MSG. I want to say it's because of ticket sales and just because it, you know, college basketball is a money making business. Right. And which our pod three was pretty much all about. We broke down the NCAA investigation with the FBI and every, all of that. Uh, it was maybe we'll put that out sometime, someday, maybe, maybe someday. Late episode. Yeah. Um, 
Did Grayson Allen and uh, Duke also getting a win over UNC? On, yeah, uh, their senior night. Oh they yeah, were down by ten at one point. I was watching that game. They were down at ten at half. They, yeah, they were. At they came back and they ended up winning by ten. And the X Factor. Point swing. X Factor. There's Marvin Bagley. Oh yeah, he was absurd. That guy's dirty. Ten minutes of the second half, he was so good. That guy's dirty. I love watching him play. He's a top five pick for sure. Yeah, I think. yeah. And I, for some reason, like lefty basketball players are just fun to watch. He's so versatile. Too. You know what I mean? He can dribble. He can drive, actually do a little bit of it all. It's kind of crazy. He's got a great D game. He can shoot from the outside. Dude, yeah. dropped a couple threes Dude, he, he's, like, talented around the basket where, like, he has hook shots on both hands. I mean, it's... it's he, he you know who he Finesse game is on point from Bagley. You know who he reminds me of stature-wise? You're going to say Simmons? No, I was going to say Chris Silva. Okay, in terms of, like, build, yeah. They, yeah. they are just built... Not in terms of talent, but just in terms of how they're built. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, yeah. like, a, a slightly more athletic. I think he's... I think Silva Silva's more athletic... Uh, Bagley's much more finesse. Okay. Yeah, and, I can see that. And, like, better overall basketball... Uh, just, Player. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, you want to move into our next segment? The, A little uh, pop. Pop culture. Pop, pop, pop. Pop culture. A little pop culture. Absolutely. All right, well, the Oscars was last night. Yes, they were. So we can do a little Oscars recap. Sure thing. All right, let's do it. Um, What won Best Picture? Best picture, I believe, was The Shape of Water. Shape of Water, never, uh, didn't see it. So, neither did I. Uh, <laughs> what I believe it's about is, uh, this is just from my knowledge from the previews. Uh, Which gives you everything you need to absolutely. know. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, there's a woman working in a, in a science plant in uh, World War II era or something. Oh, like and that. she, yeah, she falls in love with, like, a fish. She falls in fish. love with a fish monster. Yeah. Yeah, she falls in love with, uh, you know you know the fourth Harry Potter movie, The Goblet of Fire, where they're going down underneath the lake and they run into fish people? I actually 110% know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was, it was which, one of those. <laughs> they, they pulled up one of them, right? They went to they went to the mystical land of Hogwarts. And she falls in love with them. And, yeah, and they were going to use the fish monster against the Nazis. And... The woman woman fell in love with him, and I believe the guy who played the fish monster won Best Actor as well. Wow, that's great. And so so Get Out, would you say Get Out got snubbed from Best Picture? Well, they won Best Screenplay, which is essentially Best Idea, and it was definitely the best idea. I didn't see Get Out either, so I can't... You I haven't know. seen Get Out? No, but I know what Oh, happens. come on. That was like happens. a... That was, that was a must-watch of the year, I would say. I knew what happened, and the idea of it itself was like, oh, wow, that's sick, but I couldn't... I, I just... The thought of it kind of freaked me out. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah, no, it's a, it's a very uh, cringy, you know, right ex- experience. The movie like it takes you to a place where you're you're uncomfortable. Exactly. But it did a I great job. I think it's a great point. movie. Um, Jordan Peele, the the writer of it, the creator so of it, so super great. talented. Props out to him. He did awesome, get he did man. yeah he did snag an Oscar. So that's awesome. Uh, who who else? Uh, so, who won Best Actress? I have no clue, bud. Was it? I, I know dude, Meryl Streep was in the running, but I don't know. She's, if she al- won she's it. always in the running. I don't know if she won it. Uh, let's let's see. We're we're looking up Oscar winners right now. Uh, just look up uh, the Oscars, Oscar winners. Two K eighteen. Did she win it? Frances McDormand from Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I have no idea. I think so. Yeah. I you think, think that? Yeah, Frances McDormand. There I you go. That, that movie was really funny. Actually, I should watch it. And she's married to uh, one of the Cohen brothers too. Oh, that's good. You know the guys that did uh, No Country for Old Men. Yes. Okay, that's the Cohen brothers. Yeah, she's married to one of them. All right, so I'm gonna go with my highlight from the Oscars. Okay. It goes to cinematographer 
Roger Deakins. He won his first Oscar on his 14th nomination. Really? He went 13 nominations in a row without getting an Oscar. Okay, the guy, he almost in turn, like, you know, a di- similar to a di- DiCaprio situation, right, where the guy deserves so many Oscars and he never even got one. He finally got one for his seek- his work on the sequel, Blade Runner 2049. That's awesome. I Definitely, I heard Blade Runner 2049 was a great movie. These are two college guys talking about Hollywood movies that they haven't seen. Yes, exactly. And But, I mean, the guy worked on, you know, he was working on films like uh, Conundrum with Scorsese, and he did, he was part of Shawshank Redemption. The guy, amazing cinematographer, finally won an Oscar. Hats off to Roger Deakins. My, my, my highlight from the Oscars was, uh, you remember how last year they had the fiasco where... Uh, they said La La Land won. And then they took it back. It turned out to be Moonlight instead. <laughs> this year when uh, The Shape of Water won for Best Picture, the director went up on stage and uh, <laughs> he like, opened it up. And I think I think actually the uh, Mark Hamill, Daisy Ridley, and uh, somebody else, one of the other Star Wars, I think, uh, I think it was the guy who plays Poe Dameron, Oscar Isaacs, were all reading the winner for Best Picture. And uh, Mark Hamill opened it. He was like, don't say La La Land. Don't say La La Land. (laughs) And the director for The Shape of Water came up after they announced that they were the winners. And he, like, took the envelope and he looked to make sure. He was like, no, we're good. Not La La Land. Triple. Had to triple check this time. I thought that was funny. Had to triple check. All right. You want to move into some big ball or small baller? Yeah, this is actually a good good segue, technically. So I'll let you lead off first since since you're a big baller ties into the Oscars. Okay, yes, so my big baller has to go to one of the best ballers of all time. Absolutely. Kobe Bryant, all right? Kobe Bryant. So we were talking about Roger Deakins going 0 for 13 and then 1 for 14 in terms of Oscar nominations. Mm -hmm. Kobe went 1 for 1. Kobe has... He won an Oscar last night. He has five finals rings, right? Yeah. And he has the same amount of Oscars as Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes, yes he does. He is an Oscar... Winner and for uh, Dear Basketball. Dear Basketball, his letter to the game, pretty much his his retirement letter. Right. He wrote it in in the middle of his final season, and then he uh, put it out. He released it through the Players Tribune website uh, that Derek Jeter runs. Uh, so that's another great baller. Of yes, and there was a animated short that went with it, and that animated short won... Well, it was actually created afterwards, I believe. Yes, yes, it was created afterwards. It just... He narrated it. He narrated the um, little animation short. He did short. a good job, too. He was very natural. I, I, I watched it. I listened to it. It was really good. I liked it a lot. Kind oh, it's it's a, it's a very moving, very moving uh, piece. It's, all right, so it won Best Animated Short, Okay. and the guy who drew it was... I, I'm trying to find his name. I wish I could, but oh, it was Mark. Uh, star Mark Mark Hamill. Was it Mark Hamill? No, that's that's the, that's the guy who presented it. That's yeah, that's the guy who presented. Okay, it was it was Glenn Glenn Keane. Glenn Keane, Disney animator. Disney animator who drew up the animation of Deer Basketball. I gotta say congratulations to Kobe Bryant on winning an Oscar and doing it on his first try. That's so cool. Yeah, that's so cool. Big baller. Kobe Bryant, should I go? Should I go small baller, or you want to go big baller? Uh, I think I'll go big baller. All right, let's let's hear Pat Pat's big baller. Okay, so my big baller is uh, Shohei Otani, uh, pitcher slash 
DH for the Los Angeles Angels. God, he's going to be so fun to watch. I, yeah, so it, through spring training, he's been he's been a guy that I've been trying to pay attention to just to have kind of an idea of how he's going to do. I don't think he's going to be setting the world on fire, but in a spring training game this past week, he faced 12 batters, and he struck out 8 of the 12 batters he faced. He gave up a couple runs, walked a couple guys, had some not-so-pretty pitches, but he struck out eight guys. Yeah. Essentially, anybody that he got out, he struck them out. The hype surrounding him coming you know, from Japan was huge, and now that he's here, I could not be more excited. I want to see this guy pitch and he's hit every dirty. day. He's dirty. Like, I, I, the fact that he could do both is what's what's amazing, right? Right. There, I mean, there are some other pitchers who are really, really good at hitting, pitchers who rake. Uh, as, as they say, uh, Zach Greinke is really good. Madison Bumgarner is really good. Clayton Kershaw is pretty good as well. Um, who was it? it was S- Noah Syndergaard could rake. Noah Syndergaard got power. I forget who the guy was that uh, he used to play for the Cubs, and he could freak. I think it was Carlos Zambrano. It was the Mets. I mean, that guy he would throw hit. tantrums. I think there was one year where he I loved watching like ten Z- home runs or something. Yeah. Uh, but like the Zambrano so freakouts, the freakouts, so oh, entertaining. so awesome! I would love watching him get thrown out of a baseball game. He was probably now, like looking back on it, he was probably using Sammy Sosa's corked bat, but still, he, he was a beast. And Shohei Otani, I, I don't know if he has that kind of power, but I think <laughs> it's realistic to assume that he could pitch and then DH the other four days. Yeah, maybe in between, stuff. maybe three. Maybe three, yeah. Give him, give him a day to just kind of relax. Rejuvenate, right? In this eight strikeout game, the pitches he was throwing, the balls were moving like, like a wiffle ball. So it was they were moving like frisbees. It was unbelievable. Yeah. So unbelievable. so Otani, uh, he might be a perennial big baller. It's gonna be fun to watch him. I can't wait. Yeah, to get. Into the baseball season, expect a lot more. Of course. All right. So small baller for me. I'm gonna go with Mitch. Firkins, because Mitch Firkins got a tattoo on his forearm. Oh, this guy. That says guy. Okay. 2018 AFC South champions Which with the team? Tennessee Titans logo attached to it. No. no. 2018 AFC If you're going to get a tattoo on your body of a championship team, at least... At least it wasn't the Colts. No, but let... Okay, yeah, because they're not going to win. Browns. But you know what? I mean... It's it's the division. He has like the for them to win the division so, tattooed on his. As far as predictive tattoos for championships, you should at least get the the is it big. Go big or go home. It is go big or go home. But at the same time, I believe it's a small baller move to get a tattoo of your team winning a championship. I don't even care what type of championship it is before it's even done. I mean, what this? And the guy was like, "Don't don't hate," you know, like uh, you don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what's going to happen, but you have, when you're wrong, you're going to look stupid. But what if he's right? And uh, I mean, either way. Even if he is right, it's it's for the division. He'll probably get bounced in the first round. Exactly. It's for the division. You're really heated about this. That's insane. How do you, oh my God. Are you mad that you can't predict that your team's winning your own division? I, I will predict that the New York Giants win the NFC East this year, I could do that. You're kidding, right? I'm not gonna get that tattooed on my body. You think that? You're... I think they have a legitimate chance of winning the AFC NFC East. They have this a better year. shot than the defending champion Philadelphia Eagles. I think and they the have Dallas Cowboys who will have Ezekiel Elliott for all 16 games. 
and the Washington Redskins with who Alex just Smith. acquired Alex Smith. You think that they have? Does a Alex shot? Smith scare me at all? No. He should. He doesn't. He should. I don't. Why? Why? He's why? A good quarterback. That's why he's a top ten quarterback in the league. Easy. Oh, he's that's... a better quarterback than your quarterback. Don't say that. He is. Stop it. He is. Mm-mm. I'm not. Ex- I'm not taking that. Do you want me I... to list the guys I'd rather have than Eli Manning? No, I don't because it would hurt, and we would go on a way too long okay. of a tangent. All right. You want me to list my small baller? I, I want to hear your small baller. So my small baller, right, is the man himself, the face of the NFL, uh, like it or not, uh, Roger Goodell for running a five-four-one forty uh, in the office. He did it in a suit. But in my opinion, I think that it should be a requirement of the NFL commissioner to run a sub-540. And the fact that he wasn't even close, uh, it's really disappointing. You know, I, I don't think uh, he really measures up athletically with uh, other potential uh, NFL commissioner contenders. Uh, I'm really still trying to petition this out there that in the future we should have a commissioner combine to see who's uh, more up to the test. I'm going to stretch that. I want to see all the owners. You want to see all the owners? All of the owners go Jones. through the combine. You, you want to see uh, Arthur Blank, right, from from the Falcons, the guy with the perennial sad face after yeah. giving up Super Yes. You, you want to see uh, Robert Kraft and uh, all those other guys too? Yeah, they'll they'll probably pass out or die. But I mean, it, if, since... Why not expand it to owners of all major American professional sports? That would be so much fun. That would be, I mean... Mark, Mark Cuban would probably be the beast that wins everything. I would watch it. I would definitely watch it. I think it. Mark Cuban would probably probably win everything. Pat, you want, you, want, you want to know what's sad, though? What? Is that Goodell runs a faster 40 than I do. You know that for a fact? I don't know I that for a fact. you right now. You want, all right, after this podcast, we're going to go test my 40 time, and we'll, we'll let you know. You'll probably run a faster 40 than me. You know, I don't have I don't have like quick speed. Even though forty yards is like not that quick, I guess I don't know. It's uh, it, it's okay. Are you more of a distance guy? Where yeah, I could I could do a little bit of a, I mean, define distance anything more than a mile. I'm I'm dead. I will say that uh, Goodell ran a better time than Rich Eisen did. I think Rich Eisen ran like a five eight something. Yeah, may, yeah. This year he does yeah. it every year. Uh, but Goodell, to me... Oh, Rich like, Eisen does it every year? He does it every the year. The Run Rich oh, Run? Okay. Uh, but I, I think that... You would think that he, like, maybe would try... If he, d- he does it every... Yeah. I mean. <laughs> but he's also pretty old. I think he's, like, above 50. I yeah, but Goodell's, Goodell is just like, yeah, let me wake up and run faster than Rich. Goodell looks like he's been the same age for 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Goodell looks like he's stopped. He's one of those guys that, like, you could look at him and say, hmm... I think he might have sold his soul to the devil. Goodell looks like he came out of the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. When you look at Rick Pitino, come on. What, 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 what do you think? Uh, basketball scandals, hookers, prostitution. I, I just think, wow, that guy made a deal with the devil. When I look at Bill Belichick, some like sign. the prostitute stuff or? I don't, no, just like, yo, when, when you look at Rick Pitino, you're like, oh, oh my God, like, where is his soul? Probably whatever... Uh, you can't deny that he's like a scary looking dude. Like I mean, a little bit. He's old, his eyes pop out of his head. He used like to coach the Celtics a long time ago. Rick Pitino? Yeah. Good long time ago. Good for him. I think it was uh mid nineties, early nineties. No, it was either mid or late nineties. You think so? No, like one hundred percent. You know, I know so. I know he coached the Celtics. You a long know time so. Ago. Before he went to Louisville, he coached the Celtics. Wow. Wow. I think he coached for Providence if if that or he played. He either played or coached for Providence. I'm not even we, we, sure. We're not big Rick Pitino biography guys. We don't know everything. Rick's not. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan. I'm not definitely not. Do we? Uh... We had a Cuse plug. I. We were talking about. Oh, 
Wesley Johnson. We were talking about how he got crossed up by James Harden. Yes, that he very much so did. Uh, shout out Q's basketball. Hey, you know what? That's that's a sleeper team I got going into March. Okay, so give me. Let's wrap up with a college basketball thing because we touched on it, but we didn't get to it. Is the Big Ten tournament does that help or hurt the Big Ten teams going into the Big Dance, which is a full week away, whereas like. All the other conferences are playing their conference tournaments this upcoming week. I think that it helps for the teams who... Uh, Does that hurt the Big Ten or, or help I them? It, I think the teams that know they're going in, like the big four or five teams, I think they're fine. They don't really care either way. They're thinking about it. All right, you know, we got spring break, got, you know, exams and stuff. We can hang out. But the other teams, they're just sitting on the edge of their seat for two weeks. So good thing or bad thing? What do we got? Uh, I'll give it a good thing. I'm a, More practice time. I think it hurts them. I don't know why, but I do. I think that it, I like, because going in, like, you know, you do your conference tournament, selection Sunday comes, and then it's pretty much time to go for right. the big dance. And, like, I think that having this huge layoff, because they have an extra week of a layoff compared to all the other teams in the tournament. I think that maybe this, so if you're Michigan right now, you would rather keep playing. Definitely, they're hot right now. Okay, I can like see they're that. hot right now. I can see that for for sure. Who's uh? Give me your tournament uh, predictions. Your uh, conference tournament winners. So I don't think top dog Auburn wins the SEC tournament. I don't think so either. I I think that one's wide open. Yeah, SEC tournament's wide open. I think uh, I'll take. I like Duke in the ACC tournament. I think that Duke is like the probably the most talented team in the country, but. I still don't know. The ACC tournament's going to be fun to watch. I think Virginia always chokes in the ACC tournament. I like I like Xavier coming out of the Big East. That's a smart pick. You don't think maybe... Uh, Nova? No, I'll take Xavier, too, on that. Actually. Okay. No, you know what? So. If you could just... St. John's, though. St. John's has made some big wins this year. They have had some big wins. I, shout out to Johnny's, right? And, all right, give me... Uh, who do you think is the best team... ACC, because that's that's a great college basketball conference. Uh, you you got Virginia, UNC, Duke, you know even Louisville, Cuse, um, Miami. Miami's not bad. Who you got? I'd say talent wise, like you said, Duke. I think it's tough. Who wins uh, the ACC tournament? I'm going. All right, cool. We agree on it. I could see. I think that would. I could see Boston College making a sleeper run. Clemson's a really good team. Are they um, in the ACC? Yeah, for college they're the, basketball? They're in the ACC. Wow. Where else would they? Oh, yeah, you're right, because oh, they play college football in the ACC as right. well. No, I, I definitely – I think Duke wins that one. I think uh, I'll take Florida in the SEC. I'll take Duke in the ACC. You like Florida in the SEC? Yeah. Big, okay. Big 12. I'll Chioza. Go. I think Chioza is the X factor. Okay. Okay. I'll yeah. take that. I think Big 12 um, – I like Tech. I like Texas Tech. I was about to say that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Kansas win it, wins it. They probably um, will. I think it's – I think it's Texas Tech. I think Pac-12. I think I could see Oregon making a run actually. I, I'm huge DeAndre Ayton fan. I go Arizona. Okay, you think he's just mad and he's gonna. He's he's something else. Yeah, he's definitely something else. And Pat, you got anything else? I don't think so. No. That pretty much wraps it up. Another episode in the books of Intramurals. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and we will see you guys next week. I, I maybe not. No, no, not, not next week. We, we have spring break, so we'll be back in two weeks. All right, who knows? <laughs> See you guys. Hey, yeah.